Justin. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Fan Culture, a uh, special quarantine and chill episode. Uh, you see who we got here. We got Sakani, we got Carl. How y'all doing? Good, man. It's good to see y'all faces. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm feeling I'm healthy, happy. man. That's the best thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to get used to seeing you guys' faces and, and all that stuff. I mean, we're we're some animated people, too, so when I like hear Carl and you debating, like I could picture your faces, but now I can see your faces now. <laughs> um, all right. So obviously still, still slow in sport, but nonetheless, we, we still got stuff to talk about. Um, I guess Carl, I'll let you take it away first. Uh, you're on your Facebook groups. They got some hypothetical questions and stuff coming up. So, so what you got? Yeah. Uh, I did see a question earlier that I did want to bring to your attention. Uh, you know, just get an idea of how you felt about it. But they asked, if you were to replace Kobe Bryant with Michael Jordan in the 2007-2008 NBA Finals, are the Boston Celtics still crowned as the NBA champions for that year? Um, I got to say, that game one that um, were the wheelchair game with Paul Pierce, I feel like Michael Jordan, if he was on the Lakers, they would still have won that game. I don't think he would have let that magic moment, fake, you know, staged moment happen. <laughs> mind you, how you how you leave in a wheelchair, but then you roll, you running back, like momentum, injections. Yeah, well, actually, <laughs> I, was y'all, I was telling y'all about all the smoke. Y'all should go check out the all the smoke episode. We talk here. We talk about that moment. They're not sponsoring us. We don't need to sponsor them. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get our names out there, see if they can reciprocate. Uh, oh, also, uh, while, I, while I'll tell y'all, I think, uh, was it last week? I posted just like po- other podcasts that I listened to, and I was like tagging them and stuff. And uh, Knuckleheads podcast, they uh, reposted me on their Instagram and stuff. So, you know, I'm, hey. trying, to, I'm trying to get some work with, you know, Q Rich and uh, Darius Miles, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that all the time in elementary school. All the way back around fun. to the original. Yeah. They were very fun to watch. Yeah. All the way back around to the original point. I don't think that Jordan would let that happen in game one. So I would probably say safely say the Lakers win that game, which means that it would have gone to game seven because that series finished in six, right? And yeah. six was like Six was one of the most embarrassing final blowouts I've ever seen. Absolutely. Uh, it lost by like 40. It was bad. Yeah, it was real bad. Uh, that never would have happened. Um, and game seven. Can we yes, say that never would have happened? I could, I could, I have a strong belief that it wouldn't have happened. Okay. Strong okay. belief. Uh, we never got to see Jordan in the game seven in the finals, but yet we got to see Jordan a lot of times, you know, when the money was on the line and he delivered. Mm-hmm. I'm going to safely assume that the Lakers pull that off in seven with Jordan. I mean, what if Steve Kerr had missed that shot and they, uh, they ended up going to a game seven and lost? You know, we can always do that. What if, yeah. like, if. No, that is real. But I don't know. I just. And I, and I guess it's hard because even then, when I look back at Kobe's performance during that finals, they didn't lose because of Kobe. Exactly. Like, it wasn't him at all. So you almost could make the argument, okay, you swapped them out. Similar result, you know, like what's, let's say if you swapped out Pal Gasol with, or uh, Pal Gasol with, you know, Scottie Pippen or something like that. I, there's going to be some differences there, I would think. But um, I don't know. I I, th- I could see. I could see Jordan and the Lakers pulling that out if that was if that were to happen. How tall was Scotty? Six nine? Like well, six seven, six eight. Okay. He would have had Paul Pierce on clamps. Although Paul Pierce is a true, he he would have he would have slowed him down. Yeah. What do you think, bro? Oh, I was waiting on Scotty to answer. <laughs> uh I think I don't think it would have made a difference, honestly. Um, so you think they were still losing six? I, I just don't think it would have an outcome on the series. Not that they, I, 
not that the game couldn't have gone not shit series could have been lost in four five six or seven depending on uh if you switch kobe or uh wait you think it's possible they could have gotten swept if they had jordan instead of kobe. the series could have ended i didn't say they could have got swept so just got to make that clear exactly the other it could have been the other way around uh Boston got swept, but that wouldn't have been a finals anyway. Bulls, well, no, I'm thinking Bulls. I'm sorry. But if you switch uh, – I think their games are too similar, honestly. Um, I don't know what Jordan would have done differently that Kobe does. Um, knowing how much, like, Kobe, <laughs> Kobe studied Jordan, um, I feel like the, the mentalities were – very much the same, which is why they're compared so hand in hand uh, as far as two players having a very similar game to one another. Um, I don't know if there's really any two other players where you can say like, oh, he's a exact clone of this player as much as Kobe was for Jordan. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think, I think Boston still would have won the series. All right, Carl, give us your hot take. Man, <clears throat> okay, no, when I thought about it, like, when I really thought about it, I think Michael Jordan is definitely better than Kobe, so I think he would have had an effect in just having better play from the best player on the team. When I look at the way that the other players on the Lakers performed in that series, it reminded me of when Michael Jordan had to go up against the Seattle Supersonics and how he was able to win that series in six games without much production from his help. But then when you look at the Seattle Supersonics, they weren't that efficient also. Uh, so that there, I believe, would be the separation and competition. I think the Boston Celtics team of 2008 was far better offensively than the Seattle Supersonics. So I believe the Boston Celtics still could have won Although I've seen Michael Jordan win without much help, I think because the Boston Celtics are better offensively or were better offensively, I think they still would have won that series, but I definitely think it would have gone seven. There were some close games that the Lakers lost. I want to say there were two close games after game one. Might have been like two and five, three and five, something like that. But I know there were two other close games that I think Jordan could have got one of them close games. Uh, to where it would have gone seven. But I think the Boston Celtics were too good that year. And Pau Gasol, Lamar Odom, Derek Fisher, like those guys, they just had really bad series. I don't know if Jordan could have done enough to overcome them with the Boston Celtics scoring the way that they did. Now, I, I that, can imagine. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was just going to say that that's fair. And when I think back to that Celtics season, especially that whole entire postseason, like, they were deep, probably. Mm -hmm. they, could, they could have played like 10, 11 players deep, and like everyone was firing on all cylinders. I mean, you had Rondo, Sam Cassell, Tony Allen, James Posey, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, PJ Brown, uh, Kendrick Perkins. Like, they did have a really, really, really good yeah. team. And defensively, they were strong as well. Yeah. yeah they were, that's why, they were, I, that's why like they were able to do what they did to the Lakers, because they were so mm -hmm. good defensively. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, um, I feel like uh, if if you were to put KG on Jordan as well, that could have been a nullifier. Why would you put KG on Jordan? I mean, why not? When he's Who's gonna probably, go uh, You can put Perkins in there. Who's gonna guard Say it again. Who's gonna guard Andrew Bynum? Uh, I forgot about Bynum. Yeah, that was wait, no, wait, 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 time out. No, they didn't and have power in 08. They didn't have power in 08. Yeah, they did. They did? Yeah. yeah. Okay, my fault. I want to say that was his first year. There. Say it again? Or else they would have been first that was his year. First year. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, KG's a power forward. Michael Jordan's a shooting guard. If anything, no, I, I mean, you. you still have Paul Pierce, you have Ray Allen, you have James Posey, you have Tony Allen. You have enough wing defenders to where you don't got to slide Kevin Garnett down there. And then Kevin Garnett, 
especially laterally, he couldn't move with a with a Jordan. Not that, not that Kevin Garnett. Not that one. No. Like twenty five year old KG. Oh, he would have been a problem on any position. But uh, how yeah. old was that KG? Thirty. He was put 30, 32, maybe thirty two somewhere in that range because he played like another like six years in the league and then retired. So about thirty two, probably like just passing his prime. Yeah, but uh, I mean, just thinking back to that series in general, that was, like I said, the the Celtics were clicking on all cylinders. It's kind of crazy that they only won one championship. Like only. I mean, when you break it down, it's you get it, but it's kind of sad. I mean, they're they they basically what the Pistons were. Yeah. Uh, the Chauncey, Rushy, Wallace, Ben Wallace, it was just them two teams. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just it was just a magical year for both of them. Because even then, even though that Celtics team ended up disbanding, not the core, but you know your role players and kind of having to shift in new role players, they still yeah, got guys like Big Baby, Nate Robinson, yeah. you know guys like that to to Avery replace Bradley them. came through. Avery Bradley, yeah. But at that point, at that point, there was so much friction between you know Rondo and Ray Allen, and you know Ray, uh, not Ray Allen, but Rondo and Doc, and mm-hmm. it kind of got to a point where it's like, all right, it's just you're riding the wave, and I'm coming to the end. And then, of course, the Heat emerge and you know run the East for the next four years. Exactly. The way Ray Allen even uh, kind of spoke on him and Rondo beef, it just sounded weird. Like somebody asked him, like, "Do you know where it came from?" He said, "All I know is my agent called me and told me." that me and Rondo got traded to the Suns or that we were going to get traded to the Suns, some along those lines. I called him because I didn't know if he knew. So I told him, like, hey, I just want to let you know that me and you are getting traded to the Suns, blah, blah, blah. And all I know is after that, he just always had a problem with me because he felt like I was the reason he was getting traded because they wanted to move me and he just had to be attached to it or something weird like that. Yeah, I remember remember hearing about that. And, I mean – and I don't know how much this matters, but, okay, if I'm Rondo and I feel like, hey, I'm a champion too, I've elevated my career to a certain point, why is Ray Allen telling me, oh, we getting traded to so-and-so? Like, did I got to think, okay, Ray, did you help orchestrate that? Did you want out? And I'm now, you know, my career is being impacted because of what you wanted or what you tried to orchestrate, whatever. Um, I could see being a little salty, but, you know, NBA players are different. Egos are different. Uh, yeah. You see how personally a lot of them take some things. Um, so Rondo's probably overreacting or probably did overreact, I would think, what it sounds like. But Rondo, he just come across like a sensitive dude. Yeah. Okay. So someone was talking about this recently. I forgot who it was. But I heard recently, Chris Paul, if that trade would have gone through, and Chris Paul would have ended up with the Lakers. Uh, that would have sent, I believe, Pau Gasol to the Rockets. That would have been the only player that the Rockets got from the trade. The Hornets would have got a nice little haul. They would have like Mar Odom, Kevin Martin Kevin from, Martin, from the Rockets that year. Yeah, they would have been cool. Yeah, the, and multiple first-round picks as well. Um, and somebody else. Oh, Goran Dragic, too. Yeah. Goran Dragic. So they would have gotten four players and a couple first-round picks out of it. I'm surprised that Houston accepted or accepted that, really, and would have only gotten Pau Gasol. That's all y'all get? I mean, I would have won a little more, you know, and be like, <laughs> or I wouldn't have accepted the trade. But if that trade went through, I guess a couple questions. A, would the Lakers have won a championship, or how many championships would they have won? Um, and how do you think that would have changed the scope of the league over those, you know, following few years? Wait, what year was this? That was, it was the same year that he ended up getting traded to the Clippers. So that was 2011. It was, no, it was after the big three had already been orchestrated, I think. So it would have been 2012. Mm. 2011. Yeah, and you remember, it's another another notable thing that was going on around that time was Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was still in Orlando. 
everyone kind of knew he was on his way out. But at that time, he was talking about going to Brooklyn. Brooklyn yeah, was I remember that. On, the team on his mind. And then that's when, you know, the Lakers ended up becoming a feasible thing. And, you know, obviously he ends up there. So Dwight would have ended up being on that team with uh, Chris Paul and with Kobe. Right. but Because uh, Andrew Bynum wasn't a part of that trade. He would have been a Laker had they uh, traded for Chris Paul. Right. Um, I mean, when I think about the other teams that went to the finals that year, or not even just that year, but in that time period, I mean, I definitely think a Lakers team with a Chris Paul at that time, with a Kobe Bryant at that time, you know, possibly a Dwight Howard if that trade is still done, I think they could have beaten Miami that last year the same way San Antonio did. Do I think they – with San Antonio, that would have been a toss-up as well. I wouldn't have been shocked had they beaten or lost to them. With Miami, I could have seen them beating them. So, I don't know. It depends on if they could have beat them or not. And well, after Miami. Ooh, I'm looking at this. Was that the Warriors? That's, kind of, that's when the Warriors and Cleveland start going? After, after, San, after San Antonio won in 2014. Um, that's when you came with the Warriors in 2015, 16, 17, yeah. 18, 19. So if I think they, I think they could have won a championship, but their window would have been very, very small to do so. I think they might have only had about two to three years to get one. I think they could have gotten one, but I don't know if that trade would have affected the Warriors. That's why I'm trying to think. If it affects the Warriors, I, I, I can't think of how it would have done so. Which team? Which trade? I'm sorry. Are you still talking about the Chris Paul trade? Yeah, I don't know if Chris Paul going to the Lakers would have affected what the Warriors would have been able to build. Because if the Warriors are still becoming who they became, I still think they end up beating the Lakers. And then what, does Kobe still have his Achilles injury? Like that? Yeah, I mean, I guess you got to assume things like that in history still potentially happen. I mean, obviously, we can't really account for it. Um, that happened in 2013, right? I want to say 2013. Either 2013 or 2014, one of those two. Um, he, he was back for – he was out from, what was it, like April or March yeah, of 2013? Because I remember yeah. the, the Spurs played him in the playoffs in the first round and swept him because it was just white. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that was but, Dwight's only season there. So that was 2013 then. Yeah, yeah. All right. You know, what I find, like, would, one of the most interesting things – sorry, go ahead, Scotty. I was going to say, would the Lakers have had the cap space for Dwight had uh, – had they gotten Chris Paul, though? Yes. Because it was but, a trade. Unloading uh, just someone's contract. Because, I mean, Chris and they, Paul's... They, uh, they vetoed uh, Ron Artest. No, but look, so I'm looking at the uh, the original trade right now. The Hornets were going to get Louis Scola, Kevin Martin, and Lamar Odom. The Rockets mm-hmm. were going to get Pau Gasol. And seeing that it was Chris Paul's... It was after his sixth year. Um, did he sign a two-year or four-year contract after that? What, the Clippers? I want to say yeah. he signed a four. Yeah, something like that. I think he had a four-year deal with, like, like the three-year option or something like that. Okay. And so that means when Dwight got there in 2012, 2013, that would have been after Chris Paul's uh, – that would have been, what, one year after the trade? Okay, I'm just trying to, like, think about timing and money yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. It, they probably would have been configured similar similar to the Heat, where the Heat's first year, you had three max contracts, and then nothing but, like, minimum players and, you know, yeah. one mid-level exception. And I want to say around that time period, it might have been uh, – it might have been the year that Dwight played, though. I think that was, like, Kobe's contract year, and then they had to re- they, uh, re-sign him for, like, two or three more years or two years, something like that. Mm-hmm. But – I mean, I I definitely know it's a way that they still could have traded for Dwight yeah. Howard. Mm-hmm. I think one of, one of the most, you know, thinking about, like, those residual impacts, what I think about is if you're OKC, 
if you're an up and coming team, okay, let's say that you wipe out that finals appearance because you know the the um, sorry the Lakers have their have their you know big three now. If I am now in that situation where okay, I need to choose between either James Harden or Serge Ibaka. Mind you, I haven't made it to the finals yet, so I don't know if I'm capable of making it there. Do I now keep James Harden and keep Serge Ibaka because I'm trying to make a finals appearance? I'm trying to win a championship. You know what I mean? Like, I think the I think the Thunder kind of took it for granted because they figured, okay, we have enough talent to still get there and still, you know, be and then James had a bad final series. What's that? And then James, he didn't have like a good final series. Right, right. But yeah, I'm just saying, let's just assume that they didn't make the finals because, you know, the Lakers have their big three now. Sorry, my fault. My dog is barking, so I'm trying to not have that uh-huh. background noise. Gotcha, but, gotcha. Uh, now I was saying that was the 2013 season when they went to, uh, when they played them in the finals. So that would have, I feel like they would have played against that, uh, that big three and that likely would have impacted their, their path to the finals. Well, that was that was the 2011-2012 season that OKC made the finals because I know it was 2011 that the Mavs won. Oh, my fault. No, you're right. You're right. I'm yeah, so, so, so 2011, the Mavs won. 2012, yeah. that's when the Heat won their first one. The first one they against, back to back against Spurs in 2013. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it got me wondering, okay, now from a competitive standpoint, you know, since um, – since what you call it, OKC wouldn't have made the finals or maybe wouldn't have made the finals, would they have been more willing to just say, we're going to go try to win a championship as opposed to let's try to save money and now trade James Harden as a result? True, true, true. I think we lost Carl. He was talking about his phone battery was low. So, uh, <laughs> um, Hopefully Carl can get back in. Get back in. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he can. Hopefully he can. Um, but what what you got, Sakani? Um, so the question was, would the would that Lakers team have won a championship had yeah, the trade so, not been vetoed? Yeah. So would they have won at least one championship if the trade hadn't been vetoed? And how do you think it would have impacted like the rest of the league? I think that adding him to a championship team would have been very similar to not necessarily like effect, but you know, KD going to the Warriors type of thing where you have an all-star player, not quite hall of fame, but you know, someone who we know is, has, has hall of fame caliber as far as skills, court vision, the way he plays the game. It's like, if he continues on his trajectory, he's a surefire hall of famer. Um, and pairing him with surefire Hall of Famer and uh, Kobe. And then Powell was just doing his thing during that time, as was Bynum, as was Odom. Like, just throwing a player like Chris Paul in there, that definitely keeps them at that prime level in the West, I think, for another two, three years. If you look at what he did for uh, the Clippers, like, I think you add him to, um, to Lakers during that era, it's just continued success for them. Um, maybe yeah. Kobe wouldn't have to carry the team as hard as he did uh, in the years after Dwight left. and Or was it the year after? Uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm trying to yeah. – So the year after Dwight left, that's when he was, like, really trying to carry him. But then he, you know, he had that – Yeah, he tore his Achilles. So he mm-hmm. had that Achilles injury. And then they were just kind of going down the drain because that whole team yeah. had been – Exactly. So maybe Kobe wouldn't have had, you know, as much wear and tear on his body because um, he has another player, smart player who can who he can defer to. Um, not to say that Kobe would have deferred because <laughs> Kobe didn't do that often. But uh, I think it, it would have really helped their uh, championship, you know, aspirations during that time. You know, one thing that would have really been interesting had that trade gone through and you know, Kobe was at the end of his career at that point. If I'm LeBron, you know, the year that he decided to go back to Cleveland, I think yeah. he was still was going to go back to Cleveland just because that was in his heart. You know what I mean? It was bigger yeah. than basketball. But he would have really had to think about going to the Lakers if Chris Paul was after, there. After. Uh, oh, you mean uh, before he went to 
Ah. Instead of going back, he would have really had to consider going. You think to so? Because Kobe still would have been there. Yeah, Kobe still would have been there, but Kobe was, you know, 36, 37 years old at that time and not Ooh. who he was. But still, I mean, CP, CP3 is your boy. That's, but I feel I like mean, that's such an interesting, like, combination I mean, of players. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, that's like, that's 100% Kobe's team. Like, LeBron wouldn't have came in there and been able to be LeBron, I don't think. Yeah. In the same way that he was in Cleveland. And I think that that sort of diminished role of him going to somebody else's team, like when he went to Miami, that was that was Dwayne's team. And so I think it was important for him, for his legacy, to not yeah. be attached to somebody else who had already won one. Right. Um, so I don't know. It would have been I, – I feel like – it would. although it would have been maybe a consideration – like I still think Chicago just would have been maybe a better, a better place for him to yeah. throw his talents in if there right. was a, if there was a team that was like good enough that needed him that. Yeah, I I just feel I don't know. <laughs> you know and, and the crazy thing is, I mean, because we can go down this rabbit hole forever. Because when you start talking about Chicago, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, he shouldn't have even been able to. Think about Chicago because Melo should have been there already. Yeah, like Melo was right. supposed to be there. Yeah, and that would have been. Oh man, I, I hate thinking about what if with, <laughs> with my yeah. boss. I, I remember that off season. Everyone's just like, "That's where Melo has to go. Melo has exactly. to go to Chicago." <laughs> he was in New York. New York, and we're like, "Oh God!" Yeah, that broke that my heart. Be- I was just like, "Yeah, we're not winning one." <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that that was that was the worst, and that was the perfect window as well. Um, it's just it's just weird because I feel like for the Bulls, the Bulls are still going through right now. Although there's kind of light at the end of the tunnel, um, the Bulls and the Lakers both could have had their transition stars, you know, mm-hmm. to help kind of attract or build around, you know, for the future. Exactly. Um, the Lakers could have had Chris Paul to where they wouldn't have had those real down years that they had when Kobe was on his way out with, you know, Jeremy exactly. Lin, Jordan Clarkson, D'Angelo Russell, et cetera. <laughs> um, they wouldn't have had those years if they had Chris Paul. The yeah. Bulls may not have had their down years if Melo was still – if Melo had never I'm taken any off and just been Melo. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. But, I mean, that just shows you – Ooh, and then Melo and Dwayne Wade <laughs> – uh, that would have been crazy. <laughs> that that would have been nice. And, you know, that would have been interesting to see those Bulls teams compete against LeBron's Cavs teams. Yeah, especially exactly. As those Cavs teams were trending downward after their first couple seasons, as to, you know, after the first two of those four seasons. Matter of fact, that first season in the uh, semis, Bulls were up against uh, Cleveland 2 Two one. Oh, and that's then when Cleveland won uh, the last three, but that was the last year we had our, um, you know, our our core with Jimmy, um, Derek. Still there. Uh, say it again. Uh, Noah was still there. Noah, uh, I think Lou Dang got traded after that season as well to Miami. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like our last year of being that Bulls team with uh Tibbs as well or maybe yeah. the following year as well we had um we had him but either way I think having Melo on that team would have been a real game changer um it it just sucks because Melo wasted a lot of years he wasted a <laughs> lot of years in New York that's seven, a lot what seven years yeah that's a lot of time to waste <laughs> and, you know I at one point I used to love watching the Knicks. It was like 20, 2011, 2012. Um, Amari Stoudemire. Yeah. Uh, Mello. Um, JR. Shumper. JR. Jason and Kidd. Even, exactly. Jason Kidd. Uh, who was the other one? Number two, Felton. Uh, Raymond Felton. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they had Raymond Felton at the time. Um, they just had Steve Novak. Steve right. Novak was taking shots from everywhere. They uh, had, didn't they also have, what's his name? Uh, no, he wasn't. I was thinking Mozgov. 
they had they had Rasheed Wallace for a minute too. They had him for like one year, man, or like half a year, something like that. I'm gonna like, look up that roster. Twenty ten. Yeah, they legit the rosters, but they just happened to go up because the year they made the second round, um, they happened to go up against Indiana when Indiana was peaking. And that was when Paul George was starting to emerge and they lost to Indiana in the second round. Mm. That's when in, that's when Indiana had like their little two year run of Eastern that's Conference. That's right. Finals. Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. Yeah. It's it's right, crazy. That, that roster had Carmelo, uh, Bal- Ronaldo Balkman, uh, uh, Chauncey Billups. Oh, yeah, Chauncey. <laughs> Chauncey Derek tore Brown. Achilles one of those years, too. He did, yeah. Uh, Derek Brown, Anthony Carter, Wilson Chandler, oh, yeah. Tony Douglas, uh, Gallinari. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, uh-huh. Landry Fields, Raymond. Roger Mason, Jared Jeffries. Oh, they did have Mozgov. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, Anthony Randolph, Andy Routens, Amari Stoudemire, uh, Ronnie Turioff, <laughs> Henry Walker, Sean Williams, and Sheldon Williams. And that was, what, 2011? 2010, 2011, yeah. Yeah, go to, go to the next year. They were even better. 20, exactly. That's what I got to look at. Uh, yeah, that was the one with, like, Shumper, or the next couple of years were, like, Shumper, JR, J Kid, uh, Novak, all those guys. They even had uh, this dude, Chris Copeland. That was pretty good, but he didn't really play that much. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. And, and Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> That's another thing. Mike Forgot D'Antoni. about that. <laughs> oh, In that 2011 2012 season, actually, they fired D'Antoni and had uh, Mike Woodson. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Man. So in that 2012 season, let's see. Their roster. Waiting for it to load. I'm sorry. They were a real average team. Wait, come on. What's the they finished 36 and 30 that season? The in 2011? Uh yeah. 20, uh, no, 2012. So they had Mello. Oh, man, they had a team, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mello, <laughs> Mike Bibby, Tyson Chandler, Baron Davis, Tony Douglas, <laughs> Jared Jeffries, Jeremy Lin, Steve Novak, Iman, JR, Amari. Yeah, they had some, they had some players. Jeez. So it must be 2012-2013 where – because that's the year that JR – I don't remember if JR won sixth man of the year or if he was just in the mix. But I remember he had a dope – That might have been. Year. That was his second year in New York, and they went 54-28. and 28. Yeah, that's the year. Uh, that's yeah, the they year. finished first in the Atlantic. Uh, Mello, Earl Barron, Ronnie Brewer, Marcus Camby, Tyson Chandler, Chris Copeland, Raymond Felton. Solomon Jones, Jason Kidd, Kenya Martin, Steve Novak, uh, Quentin Richardson, Iman, <laughs> <laughs> Jr. Amari, Kurt Thomas. Wow, Kurt Thomas. Oh, no, I'm thinking of – never mind. Rashid, as you said, and James White. That's wild. That was a nice yeah. squad. It was a, a very – Great nice squad. But that was, like, only, like, their one year, too, because I think the year after that, they that's when, you know, all that magic had just passed. Exactly. So, yeah, that, that one year where they won 54 games was, like, magical. I want to see the Bulls 2012-2013 roster. Have my Bulls team that finished, let's see, they finished second in the Central behind uh, the Pacers during their, their little stint. Yeah, being a top team in the East. Um, our roster uh, was Lou Amundsen, uh, Marco Bellinelli, Carlos Boozer, Jimmy Butler, Daquan Cook, Luol Dang, Taj Gibson, Richard Hamilton, Kirk Heinrich, Nazir Muhammad, Joe King Noah, 
Nate Robinson. Oh, man. I wish we had kept Nate Robinson because, as a matter of fact, this is the year that Rose sat out. And so um, we had quite a few point guards on the team that year. Um, yeah. Marcus, Marquise Teague, uh, Malcolm Thomas, Nate Robinson, Vladimir Redmanovic. Um, no seven-footers on this team. Interesting. Uh, Joe Pino was our tallest. Yeah. Well, he was he was still an anchor at that point, though. Oh, of course. Yeah, he was yeah. – he had won Defensive Player of the Year that year, I believe. Mm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But a I lot. Mean, that that just goes to show you how much the league has changed, you know. And even then, you're only talking seven years, you know. Mm-hmm. And you, we were talking about a lot of players that were in their primes at that moment. You know, Paul yeah. George was emerging. You would think, oh, the Pacers are going to be great for years, and he's with the Clippers right now. Um, <laughs> Derek Rose was – we didn't know it was the beginning of the end at the time, but as he's going through, you think it's the beginning of the end, and now he's balling in Detroit. People thought he could have been in the – Exactly. Um, obviously, we know with LeBron, he's nowhere near, you know, Cleveland anymore, <laughs> Miami. Um, yeah. I want to say this is one of the first years where I've, I've legitimately seen, like, just a – you know, I feel like he's been – he's plateaued for so long. This has been the first year, like at least athletically, where I've seen just a slight, you know, mm-hmm. all right, he's not leaping out the building right. like he was. But yeah. the, I mean, the yeah. game is still there. Um, yeah. But that, those years, those years were by far to me the greatest LeBron year. Not like greatest performances, but just like peak Braun, where like you mm-hmm. knew exactly what you were going to get from him. Like he could put anyone on a poster. Uh, he could play 45 minutes in a game. Uh, I think that was when he was the most confident. Or not, I won't say he was the most confident, but he was really feeling himself during where, that time. Like where he just knew, like, there's nobody in this game who <laughs> who can stop Cause, me. Because that, that was around the years. One of my favorite LeBron dunks ever was when he baptized Jason Terry. That's still, like, one of my <laughs> favorite LeBron dunks ever. <laughs> ever. Like, just the fact that, you know, Jason Terry was talking all that stuff when they won the championship in Dallas and, you know, mm-hmm. LeBron was a shell of himself, but that was like big moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sat him on his back, like, <laughs> and just looked down at him. Like he was pathetic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That was, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a part of his highlight reel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and honestly, you can make the argument, Let's say if LeBron wasn't on that Miami team and didn't have to defer even a little bit to a Chris Bosh or a Dwayne Wade. Imagine if that was him in Cleveland at that point with those Cleveland teams that he had in 2015, 2016, 2017. Just imagine the number. But he wouldn't have, they wouldn't have had Kyrie, though. Well, you, well they wouldn't have had Kyrie in 2017. Because uh, 2017. Oh, but you, you, mean, you mean just like that? Just era of LeBron, that that yeah. gotcha. That right, being right. in the 2014 or 2015, 16, 17, yeah, 18. I'm, yeah, because I feel like that was the most dominant LeBron God. from top to bottom. Yeah. Like, obviously LeBron is great. We know he's great. But that version of LeBron was – he was different. He yeah, was different. I'll say his last two finals to his first two with – his last two finals in Miami – and his first two with Cleveland, I feel like, were the, like just the culmination of the best, like LeBron when it comes to shooting, like li- literally all around game. Yeah. Like, where that's, I think, in the first two series with uh, Golden State, he led in all categories in the finals. Um, <laughs> and so I feel like that was when we just got to see him taking everything that. Miami had given him and him are still feeling like yeah KD is here but I know I'm better than him because mm-hmm. um, I want to say like 2010 2011 although KD had you know was making his his presence known he still wasn't uh up there with LeBron but in 2014 that was when he won his first MVP and that was LeBron's first year back in Cleveland um or the year after that it was, uh, was 2015, it? 2015. Yeah, that's, yeah. When, um, that's when KD won MVP. 
Yeah, exactly. So that was LeBron's first year back in uh, Cleveland. Actually, wait, wait, backtrack, backtrack. No, it was 2014 because it was 14. That's right. 2015 was Steph. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, LeBron like still had that fire. Like I know KD's not better than me, so we just saw him putting putting everything on the line like throughout the season as well, like yeah. still defending, still not taking as many plays off as we you know we had seen him in his you know last couple of years in Cleveland as well as uh, you know his first year in LA. Um, yeah. yeah, that would have been. Yeah, seeing that era of Braun, those four years would have been throughout his second stint there would have been crazy. Yeah. Or I even mean, if he had taken that taken that same amount of talent, like you said, to LA or something during that time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we I guess now that now that we don't have sports to watch or, you know, like basically new memories to make as far as basketball goes, just mm-hmm. going back it makes you think like, damn, we've been lucky to see like some great basketball i mean we haven't even gotten to teams that didn't win championships uh think about those lob city clippers teams yeah Uh, exactly i still think one of those clippers teams where they had jamal crawford chris paul blake griffin deandre jordan i think they had matt barnes um they had a squad they were like one of the best teams to not win a championship you know as well like i think they had made it to something like four or five straight uh, conference finals it was the Memphis Grizzlies during this era. The Grizzlies were doing <laughs> the the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies were always, in always, the <laughs> always. Like, cause, cause they, they had their year where they were the eight seed and they beat San Antonio. And that's when they let everybody know, like, Hey, we arrived. We're here. Uh, they had a year where they beat the thunder where Russell Westbrook was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and they beat the Thunder. I think that's when they made it to the conference finals and got swept by the Spurs. Um, they were just always in the mix. They were like yeah. one of the toughest outs. <laughs> yeah, that was the the Zebo, Rudy Gay, uh, Mark Gasol, and Mike Conley. Uh, Mike Conley. Come on, that's a great Anthony Allen as well. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean. That's why they were holding teams to, you know, 100 points and less. Like, exactly. Yeah, that was like grit, grit and grind, like they said. Those, Let me see. Those squads were nice. All they, all they needed was a just a little more offense. Offense, just, exactly. But, yeah, that was that was wild. So, I mean, we got to see that team. Um, we talked about those Pacers teams. Those Pacers teams for a couple of years were real nice as well. Um, exactly. The Knicks were a fun team to watch for one year. Um, the Rockets teams as they were up and coming and we got to see more and more of James Harden um, you know was exciting as well Um, Mm -hmm. obviously the Warriors you know creeping up onto the scene even just the the ascension of the Warriors was fun to watch when they still had Mark Jackson coaching them yeah man they were fun to watch still that year that you saw them against the Clippers uh, the Donald Sterling year when yeah. Clippers uh Clippers still won that series, I believe. Um I think so, yeah. And then they lost to I think Does it might have been OKC. Uh let me check that uh twenty fourteen NBA playoffs. Okay, so you had Western Conference first round was Clippers over the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And then the second round, yeah, they played the Thunder and lost to the Thunder, and then y'all played uh, the Spurs played the Thunder. You all beat the Thunder, mm-hmm. and then won in the finals four one. Right, that was twenty. Wow, that was single ten. Oh no, first round y'all went seven games with with the Spurs, but then didn't play more than six game in a series after the West or outside of the Western Conference Finals. That was a good postseason for y'all. Yeah, yeah, because they they were just on a mission. That was the year. You know, because we all know the 2013 finals that they should have won. Let's be real. They should have won. Six rings. And I was so pissed because NBA, um, I think they were they were playing back game six. I've still never watched that game again. I don't want to watch it again. I, I still remember where I was, like, in our first in our first apartment at that moment. Like, 
And mind you, I'm like standing up. I'm hyped. I'm like, we got this. this. (laughs) Like, bro, they're rolling. They're rolling the rope out. Like, yeah, they're about to bring the trophy out. Like, (laughs) I mean, that was. I did not see that coming. But the second, the second LeBron missed that three, and Chris Bosh got the rebound, I just saw Ray Allen backing up, and I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Like. And he and he did. It was one of those shots you just knew was going in. Exactly. That he actually got to shoot that shot. Yes, exactly. With enough time on the clock. Yeah. And, and could yes, you imagine yeah. if LeBron had just like dribbled, like tried to dribble it out for the last shot? Right. Like, and that's the <laughs> thing too. LeBron had just had like a terrible moment after before that too. He had yeah. like two terrible turnovers. Terrible. Exactly. So it's just like, oh, it's a wrap. Like, it's a wrap. <laughs> and then, you know. The brick. Right, exactly. <laughs> Skip Bayless couldn't wait to bash Oh, man. man. <laughs> but it's crazy because people forget that that Ray Allen shot just sent the game to overtime. Exactly. But it didn't matter. Once Ray Allen hit that shot, the series was over. Exactly, because also right before that, Tim Duncan had missed that layup that would have – Giving them a uh, a five point lead, right? Versus yeah. Ray Allen being able to tie them. And exactly, he's made that it was layup right there so many times. So like you, you had that. I Ginobili missed a free throw. Kawhi yeah. missed the most notable free throw, but both of them missed a free throw. Exactly, bro. Y'all just just one point in that game is completely <laughs> different. Like Ray Allen could hit that shot. And they're still down one, but they still have to foul and all this stuff. But do you think Ray Allen would have tried to play off a foul on that shot had they been down four? Honestly, it looked like he kind of was playing off a foul, but <laughs> uh, I would have been pissed if he got the, a And if they called it? <laughs> yeah. I would have <laughs> Yeah, it's like getting James Harden calls. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But uh, no, had he, I feel like he probably still, the refs wouldn't have been able to call a foul under those circumstances if he missed, I feel like. Um, But had he made it, like y'all had had been down, down, or they had been down four. Like, did you call that foul? (laughs) You got to call it if it's a foul, if it looks like a foul. But, I mean. That would have been a hard call to make. That too, would have been. <laughs> like, that's the call of the century. <laughs> right. That's like NBA 2K stuff that you expect. What up, Carl? Exactly. What's good, man? Glad you're back. I just had to go get some wine. Uh-huh. You're good. We were just talking about, actually, <laughs> the, 20, the uh, 2014 or 2013 NBA Finals and how just – how it had to play out for Ray Allen to be able to make the three to tie up the game. You know, the free throws that were missed, LeBron having those two turnovers, and yeah. Tim Duncan missing that that layup that was just right there that would have put them up Pop five. Pulling him out of the game on that last play. For Boris Diaw. Exactly. Why um, do you have to leave the tallest dude in for a possible offensive rebound? I mean, I don't <laughs> – I don't. I don't know if my only thought process would be that defensively they wanted shooters. Yeah, I'm thinking he just didn't want to expose uh, Tim Duncan to any sort of you know pick and roll or like a switch on a pick and roll. Because yeah, Boris that worked D- out well for him. Yeah, it did. Right. Because <laughs> I know that Boris Diaw had a good series, and people were able to see. Although Boris Diaw was like six eight two sixty five, he was a pretty good defender on LeBron. You know but what the crazy happen. part is about Boris Diaw? Boris Diaw came into the league as a guard. Boris Diaw has mm-hmm. played every position in the NBA, and nobody ever talked about that with him. Boris Diaw talk about Spurs players. He really was. That, but he's, he's not talk about We're talking about him now. <laughs> yeah, because we're talking about, not even as like him being a significant player in, in that last sequence. I, but what we were saying was that, the like, could you imagine? Could branch off and talk about it. For sure. <laughs> you could branch out and talk about Norris Cole as well. My point is, <laughs> oh, <Norris> like, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
but my point is Barbara. like had, imagine uh Ray Allen or they had been down four like uh Kawhi hadn't missed a free throw Ginobili hadn't missed a free throw and they were down four same last <laughs> sequence plays out Ray Allen makes that three but he gets fouled do the <laughs> do the refs call that why wouldn't you I mean, like on the James Harden, like because I want to say the James Harden if it's calls. An obvious foul, yeah, you call that. You don't let obvious fouls go, regardless of where you are. In no, the game. but I mean those questionable James Harden type calls. But that's what I'm saying. If it's obvious, yes. If it's questionable, and that's, that's why we talk. Like, like if it was one of those James Harden questionable calls, like do you, you let call them? That? And at that point in the game, I think you let them go. Yeah, because I, I can't imagine a situation five seconds left where a referee is actually going to make a call that would result in the improbable, you know, four-point deficit becoming a tie, unless it's <laughs> a blatantly obvious call. Like, if it's questionable contact, you just needed a better angle, but you couldn't quite see, but it looked like it's contact. Let or it you even call that on a rayon three. That but the thing is, you can't you can't do that. You can't uh, go to replay for fouls though. Not then. You yeah, can't. That's what I'm saying. So then you couldn't. So yeah. Yeah. So what I call it? No, I wouldn't call that. And then you look back and be like, "Oh damn, he did foul him." And then, but if it's questionable, <laughs> then there is no he did foul him. It's no, I, you could let that go. For sure, and but that's why that's why I say like the James Harden esque fouls, where it's just yeah, like, those are the ones. Did he foul him? Say, though? You could have let that go if it's exactly. If, if I look back at that footage and I say that's, you can let that go, like he 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 already like the ball was long gone before they made hand contact. Like if it's something like that, you let that go, and I can watch that footage and feel comfortable with it. But if it's now, like, if, oh no, you hit him upside the head, like you supposed to call that. Like if it's obvious. Yeah, but if it's questionable, where you can look at it and comfortably say, "You ain't had to call that," but like with, to, then it's cool. With the just think, I'm just thinking. Ray Allen, he got that shot. Who was it that came over and tried to? And tried to block him. Yeah, who was it? It was a, It was Tony Parker. I thought it was Parker or Ginobili. I think it's Ginobili. I thought it was Ginobili as well. Um, it might have been. It was, but you know, you know, yeah. say. Say Ray Allen sees that, sees Ginobili coming over, you know, sticks his feet out just to try to get a call, just in case he misses he that. Stick one foot out. I'm saying, but say he did like the both no. feet out. Then no, that's one you can let go because you kicked your feet out. That's not your normal shot. Ray Allen is normal up and down. So if I see you extend them legs, so is James I can Harden's let that though. go. So no, I'm not calling that. But so is James Harden's, which is my, which is why I say like, and that's why would he have, could question. he have gotten no, a James, could it. he have gotten a James Harden call, and what would that have been like had he gotten that call Wait, in so that last are minute? You asking what I would do or what was possible? We were just talking about the possibility. Well, because James Harden gets them, because other people have gotten questionable fouls. Yeah, it was possible they could have called it, but do I think they should have if it was that type of foul? No. Would I call it if it was that type of foul? No. But was it possible? Yeah, the way everything's possible. It's possible somebody can get a ball stolen. It's possible. Yeah, so it's possible he could have got a, a questionable foul that was called. Yeah it's, yeah, it's possible. Of course. I know it is. I'm just saying, like, in in the grand scheme of things, looking back at it, like, that would have been crazy if that finals was <laughs> was called on that, like, on a four-point oh, play. Oh, was one by that. You yeah, know, you know what would have yeah. been crazier though. What would have been crazier is because I've seen a lot of people every time they loop that video, I've seen a lot of people say, "Hey, Ray Allen traveled." How crazy would have been if they called a travel? Travel, and it was questionable. I'm not especially gonna say he if he still pulled up for the shot and made it. Right. Yeah. Because and if he I just can. stops on the whistle, it's like, what? But if he still goes up for the shot and you hear the whistle and it falls in and everybody's cheering. Going crazy and then they just waving it off. Travel. Oh, yeah. He would have got fired. That dude would have never did another game. <laughs> he 
wouldn't have made it. He wouldn't have made it out of Miami. Rick Ross wouldn't. Have he would have never did yeah. another game in the NBA. He'd be coaching like in high school right now. <laughs> that would have been going crazy. to his son's games, bro. He'd be coaching like Drew League games. Like he would never coach another NBA game in our. He would have coached. I'm sorry, Ref. not coach. He would have refed our tournament <laughs> with the church. Hey. Him instead of Phil. That's what we need. Hey. The NBA ref at your games, that's not too bad. Man, like bro, that you the ref. <laughs> You're a I want your ref. I want your autograph, man. Bro, we on your helmet as soon as you walk. Bro, why you do that? <laughs> that would have been crazy. Well, bro, I could have had two. <laughs> bro, like dog, you wrong. I mean, because you look at like Skip Bayless, Skip still holds it against him. He's like, if oh, yeah. Rayon didn't save his bacon. LeBron would be two and seven in the playoffs. He discredits his block on Andre Iguodala by saying that All JR cut him off. <laughs> How you discredit a block? I still reach for it. Like right, because I still JR caught up with him. Because JR was a three time defensive player of the year. <laughs> so, you know, JR knew what he was doing. He exactly. said Andre Iguodala stuttered and hesitated because JR cut him off. And that's the only reason why LeBron James got the <laughs> He discredits a block. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like... I really made the shot. Right. <laughs> I feel like it was three plays. It was three plays. There was the block with LeBron. There was the shot with Kyrie. But then there was the stop because Kevin Durant mm-hmm. has a guard, Steph Curry, at the top. Kevin Love. He, he didn't get scored on on that play. Kevin, yeah, yeah Kevin Love was a good defense. defense. He yes, Kevin Love was actually Kevin playing Love great defense that whole game. Kevin Love plays good defense on that play. And not, not enough people talk about that stop because that was yeah. after Kyrie shot. Yeah. He could have made it and it would have been. But he was, that whole fourth quarter, if you look, Love was locking uh, Curry down. Yeah, because they, they were trying to put him off in that pick and roll every time and mm-hmm. get that yeah. slip. So, yeah, he was trying to attack him the whole time, just like the Cavs were doing to him. don't get enough credit for that. Yeah. You know, that that series, if you go back and were to watch that game seven, I know everyone always talks about, oh, well, if Draymond had played game five and had Iggy never gotten hurt, Bogan never gotten hurt. But in game seven, just look at how the Warriors were playing. Like, for some reason. But you don't know it goes to seven, though. That's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You don't know. But then you also don't know if, I mean, Kyrie had 41, too. I understand LeBron had 41. You could yeah, say, okay, 42. Draymond takes away six, but Kyrie still had 41. Like, it, it took two. You know? And in that game six, that game six, the momentum was so much on, on uh, Cleveland side. Cleveland side. They were at home. I, don't think, I don't think Iggy and a healthy bogey would have changed that. But that's hard but to have been say against because – you're the Warriors, and you five. know you don't have these players on the court with you. So the positive effect that came on Cleveland, the fact that we are winning games now, the fact that we are going back home, like what it did for them positively, something negative happened to the Warriors as well. Like y'all went up and we went down. But that was just one game. That was game five, though. I was gonna say yeah. you had two more games after that. So where you have your you have your players back, especially your I mean your core players. At but that's what time, I would say. If you're the no, Warriors, Bogey was out for six and seven. I, w- I would say at the same time, though, if you're the Warriors, yes, you lost Game Five because Draymond. If you want to say, hey, we didn't have Draymond, we can win Game Six. You were still three times. You were 48 minutes away from winning a championship. Yes. Damn everything else. Deliver, deliver for 48 but, minutes. But you something know? happened in all three of those. You weren't at full strength in any of those last three. Well, what did did they discount 2015? LeBron was never full strength. <laughs> I do. I say the same thing about both. I say the same. That's why I can talk the way I talk about the Warriors not having Draymond, Bogut, Iggy in that 2016. I can do that because of the way I speak about Kevin Love going out against Boston in the first round and then Kyrie playing in game one. And the war and the uh, Cavaliers winning game one, but then him not being available for the rest of the series, and you losing five. I I I take all of that into consideration. Twenty fifteen, I actually thought the Cleveland Cavaliers were going to win the title. 
I mm-hmm. think had Same. Kevin Love and Kyrie been available, they would have won oh, the title. I honestly believe that. I, I just believe the Kyrie, following Kyrie, year, the Kyrie. Warriors were better. And I believe had Draymond, Iggy, Bogut been available for all seven games, I believe they would have won that year. That's yeah. just the way I look at it. I think, I think had, had it been like a game seven only where that stuff happened, I think I'd be in your boat. But just the fact you had three opportunities, I don't really cut you no slack for that. You had three opportunities to win a championship, and you basically blew all three games. You didn't blow all three games. Cleveland beat you, let's be real. But and Draymond played played out in game sixes and in game six and game seven. Do you guys think Draymond would have won game uh, finals MVP if they won? Based on that game seven, the first yes. one? Uh, not if the first one. The second one in 2016. Cause, if he cause, doesn't miss any games in the second one. Well, not – I mean, yeah. let's, he could still miss game five. Um, or he just could just – okay, just he plays game six. Yeah, they, they, they win the series. Right, they yeah. win the series. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, he had a triple-double, didn't he? And like, that last I game? I think he had seven? like 32. And he had 30-something points? Yeah, that would have been wild. Like, what, six yeah, for seven I, I from downtown? I have to give that one to him. Yeah, that would have been insane. And then we still have been talking about how – Seth Curry is in the finals MVP. But but then, would they have gotten KD? Nope. Exactly. But then I think they also wouldn't have been back to a championship. I personally don't think so. Even though they were coming off of a 73-9 and and a hypothetical championship at that point, I don't think they would have been back, personally. I don't know. I just don't think they would have. But, yeah, that would have been (laughs) – it, it would have been some crazy, crazy scenarios, but yeah, it's just crazy that 2016 finals. Uh, I mean, we were talking about LeBron earlier, but that 2016 finals that was like that was kind of similar to how Miami beat uh, San Antonio, where it's just like, okay, you had this opportunity, you blew it, like it's a wrap. Let's see exactly. Oh, we lost Carl again. Yeah, his phone, his phone must be dying, but. Who knows? It's probably a good spot for us to wrap it up. Um, But I guess what I'll do since uh, we've been, you know, previewing it all day. um, For those of you guys that don't know, we are doing a basically a 2K tournament, 2K challenge, whatever you want to call it. Um, You know, everyone thinks that they're nice on the sticks. I I swear I've never found a I've never Show found a person that says I play 2K, but I'm not good. Everyone says that. <laughs> I don't play. I know I'm not good. Josh still not going to beat me. <laughs> so, so this is your opportunity for you guys to prove how nice you are. Um, basically, what we're asking you guys to do, follow us on one of the platforms. So follow Fan Culture Podcast on IG. Follow us on Facebook, uh, whatever the case is, whatever your favorite platform is. Make sure to follow us on one of those. Um, DM us if you're interested. Either DM the fan culture page, uh, you know, DM us individually, Facebook, IG, yeah, DM us individually, whatever the case is. Let us know your handle you is uh, at Sid the Kid underscore twenty three. Awesome. Mine is at Sakani at S E K A N I, and then Brandon's is how much, how much you pay for that? <laughs> I paid one fifty. <150. laughs> Uh, Brandon um, is at Brandon FG Burns. Yes. And then and Carl, Carl doesn't have Instagram, but you can uh, contact I'm, him through, I think, uh, yeah. Facebook. Uh, OG he's tagged him. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, follow so yeah, us. Yeah. Follow, follow us. Follow us. All that good stuff. Um, let us know that you guys are interested. Um, I think we're talking having basically up to 10 people, um, you know, play. The way that it's going to work is um, those 10 people that play, if we end up having more than 10, we'll probably do a drawing or something like that to select the 10 people. But you guys will be featured on the episode. We'll stream the uh, broadcast of the game going on so you can't, you know, lie to your homies and say, no, I won. Um, Check the broadcast. Um, But, yeah, we're basically going to have everyone, you know, play us once. And I guess what we'll do is if you beat if you beat one of the hosts, you're going to have an opportunity to play in a tournament for, you know, prizes and all that good stuff. Um, and I guess if you lose, 
if you lose, you still have a chance to potentially be in. Uh, but what we will need you to do is share the episode that you were on. Um, and those that get the most views, uh, the most listens, the most plays, will have a chance to still be in that tournament. So um, tell your friends if you get on. Tell your friends. I guess we got to give them a deadline to, to let us know that they're interested. Um, this episode's probably going up on a Friday. I think let's give them until next Friday. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. A week. So next Friday is what? February 10th? Or not February. No, not April. April. I'm tripping. I'm <laughs> long year. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, so next Friday, April 10th is going to be the deadline to reach out to us. Let us know that you're interested in being in our uh, 2K tournament, fan culture, the 2K episodes. Um, so check it out. Um, yeah, tell tell your friends. Tell all your friends. If you're nice on the sticks, reach out to us. Carl says he's nice on the sticks. I know I'm nice on the sticks. Uh, Sakani, you said you're not. And I know Brandon doesn't really play either, but I mean, you know, that, but yeah, we'll 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 see. Um, so I think that's a wrap for this episode. We covered a lot, had a lot of we fun. I wish we had the entire squad here. You know, we had Carl in and out, but uh, we'll get it right for next episode. Uh, Sakani, you got anything else to add? Uh, no, but I enjoy doing these Zoom uh, recordings now. I mean, it, it's good to know that we have this option available to us it's always been available to us but you know adding yeah. a video aspect to our podcast is a great thing now yeah for sure for sure <laughs> all right well uh you guys know the deal follow us on all our platforms uh check out all the episodes you know binge listen to them whatever whatever your favorite platform is google podcast youtube Apple channel Apple coming Apple. soon as well yes uh youtube channel as well that's where this video episode is going to be i'll probably post it on our facebook page as well so check it out there. Um, and yeah, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Let us know what topics you guys want us to discuss uh, in this you know, slow world of sports. If you guys want to have the Jordan and LeBron or LeBron and Kobe debate, let us know and we'll, and we'll have these discussions. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, y'all. Peace. All right. Peace.